Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2019. I'm Harriet Minter, and this is the podcast for you if you gave a silent scream of joy at the prospect of a Christmas Love Island but haven't been able to mention it to anyone. Or if you realised this week that the perfect attire for a helicopter ride was obviously the smallest miniskirt possible and wedges. And of course, it's for anyone who knows that the answer to all life's problems is simply, it is what it is. Joining me this week is comedian extraordinaire and author of the brilliant book, Happy Fat, Sophie Hagen. Sophie, hello. Welcome to Undercover Lover. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been my my dream for two seasons now. <laughs> you are literally like my most requested guest. <laughs> I'm so excited you could do it. Well, uh, usually we do it in the mornings, don't we? This is uh, <laughs> no, much more available in the evening. <laughs> you and me both, babe. Um, so first of all, You've got a show at the Edinburgh Festival. I mean, please now plug it with the ferocity that Anton will be plugging Booty Tea in a few months' time. I mean, we're we're recording this like straight after the final, so I have forgotten all about Edinburgh. I've forgotten about my show. I just I just want to talk about Amber and Ovi. And, but yeah, I'm I'm doing a show at the Edinburgh Fringe, uh, which I'm then taking on tour of the UK. It's called The Bum Swing, and it's a show about memory and a tiny bit about trauma but about being Danish in London it's just like a just a bunch of jokes come and see it but but let's talk about Love Island (laughs) brilliant so I don't know about you but I get people telling me all the time that I shouldn't enjoy Love Island I'm in the wrong demographic I'm too much of a feminist it's not aimed at me uh do you get the same thing and if so why do you love the show so much yeah I have a few followers who were very disappointed and very like Oh, why would you watch that? And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> You're not a better person because you don't watch Love Island. Like people almost treat it as some kind of like a uh, what do you call it? Like a stamp of extra value because they're so proud to be like, well, I would never. I don't watch that. I only watch the news or whatever. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, like go away. Like it's entertaining. It's so entertaining. It. I mean, it brings up so many feet. I'm also not going to be like, it's actually a, a cultural look at the social blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. That's, I mean, it is, it is trash, but it's entertaining trash. And I mean, I, I've had episodes that I brought with me to therapy and been like, this has made me think of some things. This has made me realize some things about previous relationships. And I think it's really interesting as a platform to discuss love and 
you know, just the way we behave, the way we judge women and uh, the toxic masculinity and all of those things. But, but I think what, what isn't said enough is that the editing of these episodes is art. It's art in itself, the way they cut between yeah, things. I agree. It's, it's so funny. It's so well done. That's the thing that I tell everyone who doesn't watch it. I'm like, you don't understand what a well-made show it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's and absolutely perfect. That, you're in it. Um, so first up tonight, we obviously need to discuss the moment. Here it is the winners, Amber and Greg. The winners of Love Island 2019 are... Sophie, did the right couple win? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to say definitely. I mean, yes, they were the right winners, but I wouldn't have minded if Ovi and India had won. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded that. I also wouldn't have minded if Tommy and Molly May won, but that would just have filled me with this feeling of nothing. I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then I would have just turned it off. Uh, but you know, it's so they weren't like bad couples to win the other ones. But there's just something about Amber's whole journey, and then also I'm very, very passionate about Michael feeling really sad, and I hope he's really sad right now. <laughs> I think that's, it's, this isn't about Amber winning. This is about Michael losing again. <laughs> I think the thing that's so interesting about Amber is, like you said, her journey is really interesting, and when you look at what she was saying to Caroline in the show, she was like, you know, when I saw Greg, there was an instant connection and I hadn't had that. And she's been so happy since Greg came mm-hmm. in. Like yeah. she was essentially a bit of a moody teenager. And yeah. she, thought she just wasn't with anyone that she fancied that much. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't, she doesn't, I think the one thing Greg doesn't do is I don't think he excites her. And no. I think Michael excited her because he was that bad boy. And I think she's sort of like that. But also, you, you don't need that, you know? I think no. we just we saw her be so fascinated with Michael and she kind of liked the game and she kind of liked all that. And then Greg was just nice from the beginning. And I think it's very healthy for us to see that and go, oh, that's what a healthy, nice relationship looks like. And that's what a healthy, nice guy looks like. Yeah. Because I think a lot of us have, I mean, I'm not going to say a lot of us, but a lot of people have tendencies to go for the Michaels. Absolutely. Great choice for her. So then I've chosen Greg. And I think that's also what won. It's like a healthy, respectful relationship. You know, it's a, I think it's a really good sign that the men in the final were, you know, three out of four really great guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you think she would have won if she'd picked Michael? Mm. Well, we didn't know. We didn't know. Oh, you mean like the second time she picked him? Not around, yeah. No, I don't think so. But I, no, I, I don't. I, because yeah. I think one of the things that made her so popular was that here was a woman who could be seen to be in a situation where she was like, oh, I don't know what to do. But mm. you also clearly had a healthy enough self respect to be like, you know, she said she was like, the thing is, if I was on the outside and he did that to me, I wouldn't give him a second chance. So yeah, that's yeah. so good to see. But also, I think I thought she was going to go with Michael just because I thought, 
I mean, we've all been there. We've all made the wrong decision because the feelings are so overwhelming. And and but she's what's she like twenty twenty one or something? So I mean, I was so stupid at twenty one. Exactly. Oh my god. I mean, (laughs) I mean, twenty one year of me wouldn't even deserve Greg. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think that was one of the reasons she was so popular, and because she just stood her ground. And then Greg just came at the right time and was just super nice. And I think Greg won the moment. Who was it? One of someone asked him. So is Amber the only one you're looking, or the only one you you want to get with? And he said, Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. I think that's the moment because everyone else would have said, Well, you know, I'm keeping my options open. I want to get to know everyone. And he was just like, No, Amber. I think that's when everyone went, Pew. We can trust him with her. Yeah, and I think also for me, the moment I kind of bought into Greg was when the whole Jordan-Anna thing happened and Curtis had given Jordan that truly terrible advice and Curtis was trying to explain yes. or justify why he'd given that advice and Greg just looked at him and was like, and what was your thought process? Oh, it's so good. And oh, I, my, loved it. my theory is that Greg is the man that Curtis tries to be but fails. <laughs> like, Curtis thinks that being a good man is like saying little darling yeah. And like smiling and like whatever, opening your shirt. But then Greg is just super chill and is just a good guy, while Curtis is like trying to just be really nice to everyone. And that's not what that's not what, what being a gentleman is. So I think I think Curtis must have a bit of him that doesn't really like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he really likes Greg. Interesting. Um, do you think Greg and Amber are gonna last? <sighs> I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I I wouldn't be surprised if it was announced that they broke up. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't, I I I feel like that goes for a, a lot of them. Do you think any of the final four finalists final four finalists you know what I mean yeah. um, do you think any of them are gonna still be together in let's say six months time I think it might take a bit longer for Tommy and Molly May to break up but I actually don't know because there's something so terrifying about how like he isn't like they're in this you know villa in the middle of nowhere and it's not real life and he's never done grocery shopping before and yeah. he doesn't know how to make tea or food or you know it's I mean once they move in together and he's gonna be like do my laundry (laughs) do the dishes do all these things and she's gonna she's realizing that she's gonna be his mother now yeah I think she'll eventually just lose her shit and it's gonna be another case of Danny and what's his face from last season yeah I agree I just don't think and I think Molly kind of knows that actually and I think probably been the hesitation for Molly all the way through there have been lots of people saying that she doesn't you know doesn't deserve him and she doesn't like him that much and I think she does really like him but I just think she's really aware they have very different lives yeah and are in very different places yeah definitely and I think Belle has the same thing with Anton I I think she's also very aware that you know she's basically auditioning to become his new mother and (laughs) and I don't think she wants to do that at all no run Belle run while you can so obviously this is the final podcast for the whole series. So I want to look back on some of the key themes, um, which have come up kind of in particularly in this week's events. So first up, girls versus guys. 
So this year, it really feels like the guys have been, um, I think, pretty uncommitted is the only way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Um, But also the the girls just had not been standing for it. So the big one this week was Jordan Anna. Here's a clip of Jordan facing down the wrath Mm -hmm. of the woman when he tried to go behind Anna's back and hit on India. Oh shit, here we go. You like her? I'm having a conversation. No, no, did you like her? Because it's more just told me. I never said that I like her. I'm not hitting on her, I'm just trying to be. You tried to tell me today that you like another girl. Two days! Two days! What kind of guy asks oh, a girl to be their girlfriend and two days later they crack on with a fucking other no, girl? Cr- I'm not cracking on no, though. I, I, conversation. I had a fucking feeling as oh, well. Yeah. Am I not allowed to have a conversation with someone? You're not allowed to have a fucking girlfriend, you idiot! Girl. Maybe if you weren't so negative, I'm trying to put it outside, oh, you're doing negative You asked me to be your girlfriend so, so you can get through to the finals because you're a game player. I'm a game player. If I was a game player, I would have stayed with you. If I was a game player, I would have stayed with you. No wonder you've had one relationship and you fucked over 100 girls. No wonder. Makes fucking sense. So when we saw that, after it all came out, Jordan spent a lot of time telling everyone he was just being true to himself. <laughs> what the hell is that about? Well, that's gaslighting, isn't it? Like, it's, it's bullshit. It's absolute f- bullshit. Like, it's... Uh, I, I think what... I mean, this is gaslighting and it's, and it's shell, isn't it? Like, it's... Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's John doing a dick thing and then not being... It, I think it's exactly the same as what happened when Anton was a dickhead and then Belle shouted at him. Yeah. It's basically what has happened every single time a woman has shouted at a man is that the man goes, it's really uncomfortable that you shout at me and I was just being myself and now you're, you're reacting too much and it's making me sad and, you know, you are being crazy. And it's all this stuff. And then you even see on Twitter other dickheads going, oh, um, yeah, Anna was crazy and whatever, Amber was crazy. And this is just what it is. It's like the women are not allowed to express their emotions when they've been completely, completely, completely screwed over. So Jordan being like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, we saw him lie. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't saying anything to her. I wasn't going to do this. Uh, yeah. And he clearly was. He and clearly was. The thing that I have been really shocked by, I think, this series is, and this isn't just the boys. They, the girls have done a bit of this too, but I would say the boys have done more of it. Um, the kind of lack of personal responsibility. So much. Oh, my God. <laughs> so much. It's absolutely incredible. And we all but, do stupid things. Yeah, we all do stupid things. We all behave like a bit of a dickhead sometimes, but it's about kind of owning that. Yeah, but you know what? Like last season, I had a whole thing about, I was defending everyone because I was like, well, no one can decide who they fall in love with. Of course, people can change their minds and that's part of life and that's what love is. You said suddenly you change your mind and it hurts and it sucks, but that's how it is. But then in this one, I was like, okay, I think the main problem is that these men don't, take the women that seriously so we've just seen so many of the boys go oh no I'm in love with you the only woman I'll ever spend my life with and I would never ever 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 look at anyone else in the entire be my girlfriend and then the next day they find someone new and I was like the problem isn't that they found someone new the problem is that they they didn't they just said words without really thinking you know so like unless you're absolutely sure that you feel that way just just don't. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I liked about actually a lot of the kind of leaving the declarations of love they do at the end of the final mm. is that a lot of them are just like, I'm having a really nice time with you. Let's see mm. where it goes. And I almost feel that that needed to be kind of eight weeks of that really yeah. 
apart from yeah. obviously Tommy, who's clearly blinded by love. Um, yeah. And I sort of feel like Tommy could fall in love with a stick and stick insect if it's <laughs> long enough. Um, but like, you know, for everyone else, it's kind of okay to say, actually, I really like you. Let's just see where we're going. This need to nail things down. Yeah. Yeah, just... And I kind of wonder, I mean, I had the thought today, it might, it's probably not true, but part of me was like, I wonder if Jordan just... I mean, I don't think he has the intelligence to do it, but I wonder if he just wanted revenge on Anna, making mm-hmm. him look foolish when she came back in with Ovi. I wonder if it was planned. I mean, it probably isn't. I don't think he has the brain capacity, but I was like, oh God, he really, he really got back. He really got back on her. What do you, what did you think of Anna's response? Did you think it was warranted? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like that whole scene I thought was so powerful like Maura just going yeah I don't care about our relationship I'm going to go and warn my girl and then all the women just going after him because that's so necessary because of course Anna's gonna express her feelings like that is so fair he's literally trying to flirt with someone else in front of her after he I mean it is so fair and I don't understand why she's unpopular I've only I only saw that on Twitter people saying they didn't like her I just have no idea I think she's lovely I think she's lovely. I think she's really supportive of her female friends. An absolute winning moment for me from this series was Maura saying to Curtis, I don't care that you don't want me to, like, that relationship does not take priority over my friendship with that woman. Yeah, and he was surprised by that. I was like, (laughs) wow, you almost lost her there. You should have lost her there. Yeah. I really like Hannah. I thought there's an interesting thing around like anger I think and female anger and how uncomfortable we are with it and I wonder if because Anna is and also this with Belle as well because both yeah. Anna and Belle are very much like I am angry and I am going to scream and shout and show you that I'm angry I'm not going to go and have a quiet sulk in the corner I am going to be really verbal about what's going on I wonder if we just as a society are so uncomfortable with the expression of female anger that when we see it, we just instantly turn against the person showing it. I really think so. Like the, when Belle shouted at Anson, that was probably my favorite moment <laughs> from the entire thing. I thought that was so brilliant because he was doing everything. Like he turned into a little boy and tried to shame her. He tried to shut her up. Yeah. He tried everything. He could. Like he was panicking because he was being held accountable and she just would not take it. And I was like, this is so, I was like, why haven't we seen more of her? She should win. Like she's, I was yeah. so blown away by how she just went, no, like I am not dealing. And the same with, with, uh, with Anna being like, you are, I don't know what she said, but she like trashed yeah. him. And the same with, and they're calling them out on it, like even Maura shouting at Curtis and like, it's so good. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really important to see that it's okay to call this stuff out. And yeah, like- and at the same time, because like the, as, as little, what's it called? Like as little energy we have for... As little time we have for angry women, we have the opposite, like extraordinary, extraordinary amounts of energy for men's fuck ups, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, calm down. He was, you know, we just instantly just go, oh, well, he's just a boy. What's he, what's he going to do? Think, you know? And yeah. I mean, why are we not, why are we not all upset about what Jordan did? But that was just sort of like, oh yeah, lads being lads. And then yeah. everyone tried to go, well, Anna, uh, also came in with Ovi and that's exactly the same as Michael and it's just not no. you know, it was absolutely not 
I felt like friendship was a really big theme of this series, um, particularly when Anna left the house and saying that she had found true love in the house. She just found it in her friendships with the women there. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think what we, a good example of that was Lucy. Can you remember her in the beginning when she said that she just didn't have girlfriends? Yeah. And at the end, she warmed up to them and got girlfriends. And it was just, I thought that was really important that we got to see her her journey through that and that's interesting actually because when you see when Lucy left the house she did seem very alone and Mm. actually Anna didn't yeah that kind of shows the power of um because the friendships in the house were not just female focused you know like Mm. Tommy and Curtis's bromance is (laughs) yeah I think the thing that's going to outlast both their relationships and you know the boys were really strong too um and obviously, Ovi and Amber's friendship. Oh. oh, I mean, let's just take a moment to acknowledge Ovi for his shout out to Amber in the love declaration. Here it is. I came into this Love Island villa looking for an opportunity at finding someone special. I arrived four weeks ago in Castle Moor. I met a fiery girl that backed me from day one and grew on me like a little sister. I took the leap into the main villa then I got a text. Message. <laughs> um, there is a strong feeling on Twitter that Ovi and Amber has to happen. It's going to happen, people. It has to. Would you like them to get together? I just don't think they would. I mean, I just don't see it. I don't think they would. I don't see the connection. I don't think like, oh my god, the. I mean, I think it would feel almost the same way as with Curtis and Maura. I'm like, I don't believe it. I don't. Tr- I don't trust this is a thing. <laughs> I think I just love both. I just I want them to be friends forever, and I want them to do like Instagram from like going out together yeah. and like you know waking up next to each other in bed, but they haven't done anything. They've just been chilling out, and like she's yeah. there at his game supporting him, and you know she's the. Really nice. I mean, it's just it'd be really yeah. nice to see a kind of male female friendship. Yeah, I'm really into it. I just think she is very young and in the beginning she did do a lot of quite immature things and I don't you know like she, I, I I cannot forget when they did that whole where they were laughing at the when at Maura and Elmer when they came in yeah that still haunts me I'm still like that was just so not okay and that was yeah. so immature and I just think she does have that I mean I think it was kind of beaten out of her by the end I, think, I didn't see her be much of that person anymore at the end but I do just think Ovi's a bit older and wants something that's a bit more calm that is very true. The big question that everyone asks of Love Island couples is, will it work on the outside? Um, and this season, I think, of all the seasons, is the one where I'm like, no, it won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the person to fall foul of this the most is Curtis, who I have some very strong views on. Um, <laughs> I mean, he was more interested in making coffee than coaching with Amy, and he's now doing the same to the goddess Mora. Here she is explaining why it's just not on. Well, I had zero action last night. Zero. Zero, yeah, I mean, I think that's apparent. But it's bloody better than what you were getting before. True You were going through a stage in here where you were literally that horny that I literally thought I was going to have to do something serious to help you out. Yeah, I was going to ask you at one stage. Wow. I actually think Curtis has got my nails tattooed on his back. Like I'm, I'll keep trying. Yeah, I know there's only a few days left, but 
You just don't care, do you? I'm actually losing my patience because I'm a horny devil. And... Yeah, but at the end of the day, Maura, like, if I go into bed with Tommy, no word of a lie, and I started kissing him or, like, not sticking on him, but just, like, you know, trying to like, instigate things, and he was giving me absolutely nothing back, I'd be absolutely living. I'd be like, do you know what? You can sleep by yourself. Like, uh, yeah, fair enough. Because I get that the man, the I get that the man doesn't want to have sex, but just fucking give me something. Like, I have needs. Well, we all bloody do. I have yeah, needs. Yeah, and... Do you know this, though? He knows that I have needs. It's like the whole fucking world knows that Maura has needs. She makes it very apparent every bloody day. So, so if you don't know this, but this podcast is basically a Maura Stan account. I <laughs> unashamedly love her. She is my favourite contestant. I want to be her friend in a way that is probably weird and stalkery and she's going to be blocking me the second she gets her phone back. But <laughs> um, she came in for a lot of stick for that conversation that she had where she talked about how she'd wanted to have sex the night before, Curtis hadn't, and she was super frustrated by it. What do you think of, well, for a start, what do you think of her openness about sex on the show? I think it's, um, I think that's uh, the moment where, what was that idiot's name who like made that joke about, oh, I wonder if she's all mouth. Oh, God. Tom. I mean, Tom, yeah. Oh, gee. Jesus, who let him in there? No. Um, I think that was a really important moment because I think many people, and I think maybe even me subconsciously, made the connection between open about sex and, I don't know, slutty yeah. or... I mean, not slutty because there's nothing wrong with being slutty, but I think yeah. I wrongly made the connection between being open about sex and um, lack of self-respect, I guess, which is a big you know, internalized misogyny thing for my behalf. But it was so important that she was like, you know what, fuck you. Because I think that made me go, of course, like, why did I think? Why was I scared she was going to take that, you know? So I think it's so important that we've met Maura and that she's, we've seen, we've seen her demand respect and demand to be able to talk about sex in the way that she does. I think that's so interesting around that internalized misogyny. I hadn't thought about that because I had a similar thing, which is I thought, not necessarily that she was going to let that comment from Tom go, and I'm glad that she didn't, but I sort of had gone, well, she talks about sex all the time, so she'll clearly just kind of fancy anyone and leap on anyone. And then I, I hear myself say that, and I'm like, Harriet, A, why couldn't she if she wanted to? Um, B, that's like, that's just an assumption that I wouldn't, I wouldn't make about a man, I wouldn't make about a woman who didn't talk about sex that openly. It's just... It's a weird attitude we have to women that are very happy to talk about their sex lives. And I think she really challenged it when she sort of said, you know, I've only had five lovers and the whole house were like, what? Yeah. Um, it's I think it's important that we've met her. It's important that we've seen her. Yeah. And it's especially important, which I think for the whole series and everything about Love Island is also that we we are kind of forced to challenge. I mean, if we do it, you can also just not do it, but... It's really good if you want to challenge your own preconceptions of people and and what they're like and about love and romance and stuff. And you go, oh, wow, I just had this thought, which is super problematic, uh, which I think more people should do. Because I think one of the things that made people not like uh, Anna is, I think, yeah. because she's the, I mean... I'm not even going to say she's plus size, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, no. the biggest thin woman in there. Yeah. It's interesting. I thought the conversation with Maura raised an interesting point about how women feel when we're turned down for sex. You know, there's a kind of discussion amongst the girls that was almost like, what was he doing? 
I think Molly said she'd be furious if that was Tommy's reaction. But if I, it did occur to me that if that had been the boys having that discussion and Curtis was saying, why won't she have sex with me? I'm so frustrated. We'd probably all be quite angry with him. I think we should, I mean, that makes sense because, yeah. you know, in culture and in society, men demanding sex is scary and will have you killed. And uh, women demanding sex is at most a bit annoying. So I think that makes sense. <laughs> so I think it's really double standards. But um, I, think, me, I think there's, I think there's a, we need to talk about sex differently because I think, I mean, not just you and me, but like yeah. <laughs> the world. Because I think we have this, this I guess I get it. Like I've been turned down and I've, my in, and my instinctual thought has always been, oh my God, something's wrong. Because we are brought up thinking that all men want sex all the time and that if, if yeah. not, then there's something wrong with you. You know, that's just all men wanting sex all the time and that's just how it is. Yeah. So I think women in particular feel quite, it's like a huge blow because, oh my God, like I, I've been taught that if I, you know, say that I want sex and you'll just be grateful. And, you know, at the same time, men are being taught that they should have, want to have sex all the time. But if Curtis was really tired and just wasn't in the mood, that's also okay. Yeah. And I think we just take it quite personally. And I think everyone should take it. Not one, no, no one should take it personally, but, it is a very sensitive thing, like, and you know. You raise a really interesting point, which is that it's sensitive for everyone. Everyone has that kind of thing about, oh, God, what does this say about me? Mm. And in a way, what's lovely about this show is what we saw is Maura, who is, you know, this ridiculously hot woman mm. being in that predicament, <laughs> going, okay, well, actually, it happens to everyone. And also we saw Curtis being like, no, actually, I've got a kind of line which says, this is not what I want to do on TV. Uh, yeah. Which is also something we need to remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they must be so aware that the whole world is watching all the time. Well, I think they are. And then <laughs> sometimes the clips, I'm like, oh, no, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this series has been quite tame on the sex. Do you think that was a deliberate decision by the producers to kind of keep the show a little bit safer for the contestants this year yeah I feel like I read that somewhere but maybe that was just a rumor but I that was my that was my idea because I remember that I found or I saw or someone sent me a clip from one of the first seasons that I didn't watch I've only watched two oh. where someone was just having full sex on top of the covers yeah. in front of everyone yeah See, in, <laughs> I, just, I can't remember the names Emma and yeah, I can't remember his name um, it was quite yeah. intense and I, I just I think there's a reason why we don't really see that I mean I think we've seen a lot like we've still seen covers moving and stuff but I'm okay with that like it's there's no there's no reason we don't need to see it I don't think we do it's really interesting to me that people think the show is kind of trashy and sensationalist I mean you're like you've got the trashiest most sensationalist thing that you could do with it and yeah. the producers choose again and again not to do that yeah I think that's a really and also they have been in the spotlight because there's been a lot of yeah. talk about their mental health and stuff and you know people have been very concerned for like for Amber and people were concerned for Amy and yeah. I think you, you don't want you know like you don't know what's gonna happen so if they had shown like Amber have sex with Michael and then she gets her heart broken. She would probably leave the villa thinking, oh, shit, now that's out there. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, and they've actually, so Amy was in the newspapers this week saying she's signed up for 14 months of therapy on the kind of ITV request, which I think is, I do think shows a real um, kind of sense of duty from ITV. But also, I've said this before, I think there is, I, I, I wonder if there is a kind of push towards showing sensitivity to the obviously more sensitive contestants and not to those. So like my biggest, the person that I worry about the most is Tommy, because I think he's such a sweet, shy boy that's suddenly being thrust into massive celebrity when he gets terrified if he has to do any public speaking is going to be really scary for him. And so, you know, and but because he, you know, technically came second, he was in a successful relationship, I sort of worry that he's going to get overlooked for people that they go, oh, they've had a much tougher time. Oh, that's interesting because I thought in the final when they interviewed him, he was so funny and he was so slick and he was like promoting himself. And I remember I, I thought like, oh, he's, is it his dad or his brother who's a famous something? Uh, I think his brother is a famous boxer. Yeah. So I, I thought, oh, I think they've, I think he's already been prepped. He's already been in that yeah. environment and I think he's already... He knows how to handle it. Like, I feel like he will. But you know what? Like, all of us should be in therapy. Like, not all, all, also the people who have not I been agree. on Love Island. I'm just going to make a requirement for anyone I date going forward. Oh, God. Please send me the details of your therapist. Otherwise, this is not going anywhere. Then, then all the boys that send into that villa should just have those 14 weeks of therapy before they go in there. So they can deal with their shit. And... I mean, but that's another thing that Love Island gave me. I didn't, uh, I t met a comedian uh, for the first time who talked about, he was like, oh yeah, I just want to find uh, a woman because uh, I, I, I don't have all the tools for life. I just no. need to find a woman who can give me the tools. And I was like, you get your own fucking tools, oh, mate. Oh my God, Sophie. Get your own like, tools. This makes me I so can, angry. Right. And I could just see like Anton and Tommy and I was like, no, you, you, you finish yourself. You become yeah. a real person and then you can go out and find someone instead of just finding another person to build you up. No. Amen. Yes. I wish they taught that in schools. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Got a text. Oh. So we've got a text message or a tweet or a WhatsApp. As this is on Twitter. Vix Nusi was on the show a few weeks ago. I love her. She says, I know she, Molly, didn't mention that smelly teddy. Um, there's like there's a little bit of a kind of backlash against Molly's cuteness. You know, she's a cute thing with her Ellie belly and all that jazz. Yeah, it's it's much past that. I think I think maybe she had the maybe people like were nice about it in the beginning and then it became like an in joke. But I don't think the rest of the world thinks it's that funny. Yeah. I I don't think she's actually that. I hope she's not that into that that weird thing <laughs> as he makes it out to be <laughs> and then laura brown zero says whether we love or hate anna let's thank her because without her this king ovi would never have been in the villa right now and the thought of that makes me sick that's true i know i mean anna did a very good deed there that's um, so true and then i have a love island whatsapp group and tonight they are very concerned with who the fuck is writing the declarations of love <laughs> This was followed up on Twitter by Lucy Barraford says, nothing says I haven't written my own declaration of love greater than asking, what does impregnable mean? Also, who on earth wrote a declaration of love for Tommy and then put (laughs) that word in there? No, bless him. Like that's so many more syllables than what's (laughs) realistic. (laughs) Finally, it is time for our heroes and villains of the week, and this week also of the series. So, um, my hero of the whole series of the week of all time is, of course, Mora. Um, not just because, and I've said this before, I feel challenges every stereotype around what women should be, and I love her for doing that. But also because I feel like she came into the show when it was going through quite a dull patch (laughs) and just landed with the full force of her personality and just didn't care. That's true. I agree. She is great. She's not my hero, but I agree that she's great. (laughs) And then my villain, I just can't get past him. I know other people have done worse stuff. My villain, (laughs) Curtis, I can't get over him. I can't, and I feel actually a little bit bad having Curtis as a villain because in a way I feel like, you know, this man is en route for a personal breakdown, but he he is so, I find him so narcissistic and bless him, almost so unaware of who he is as a human being that he's desperately living this persona that he's created. Yeah. And I, yeah, he seems desperately insecure. Like so insecure, and he and I he's been a weird one for me because I think I've dated a Curtis before. Yeah, like someone with this you know weirdly extrovert personality, but who was just deeply, deeply, deeply sad and one wanted to make everyone happy all the time, and in doing so, made everyone sad all the time. <laughs> and and it's a very frustrating energy to be around. It's a very frustrating energy, and it doesn't realize how much damage it does. Because in a yeah. way, you do everything right. And it's like, no, stop. Stop trying to do everything right. Because in doing that, 
you are actually you're not showing anyone who you really are and then they can't behave accordingly yeah he's definitely in six months going to come out with some kind of like breakdown i had to start therapy my life after love island sort of thing because the man has issues and the but the, the i don't think anything explains or excuses him saying young lady to anyone like that needs to stop that is gross i agree um it was a fantastic tweet the other day i can't remember who it was from so apologies if you're listening which was every time curtis says the word young lady my vagina dries up and i was like yeah i think we yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. Who are your who is your hero or heroes? Oh, it's so hard. It's so <laughs> difficult. I I have to I mean, I was so blown away by Belle, but then she took Anton back and then ugh, that annoyed me. <laughs> I, I mean, series wise, Yawande was incredible. I don't want to forget Yawande. Um this week I do like Anna. I do love that Anna just mm. went ballistic on Jordan the way she was meant to. Yeah. It's so hard. And of course, I mean, I kind of want to, I of course want to mention Ovi and Greg because they're amazing, but they're, <laughs> they, they're mostly just amazing because they're doing what everyone should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting thing, isn't it? Which is like the standard for what it takes to be an amazing woman is, you know, it's not that high, but it's relatively high. Mm-hmm. But the standard for what it takes to be an amazing man is, be nice, be smiley. Like, yeah, just don't don't funny. ruin the women's lives all the time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, and they're still great. They're so funny. Ovi is so funny. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I do think just, just for, just for shouting at Anton. Yeah. That was the best thing. I know I keep bringing it up, but I, I just loved that so much. <laughs> Someone had to do it. It's the first time he's ever been shouted at in his life. And it was shown to the whole world. And I was so happy with that. She's going to do it again when they get out. And he fucks up again. And I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that kind of brings us to who your villain might be. Oh, it's so, there's so, so many. Danny was a prick. We've forgotten about him. Michael was one of the worst people. Michael's stupid face and his... <laughs> evil little eyes and how he just like it was like he believed his own lies like he believed all the like it was, it was he was almost ignoring that the cameras were there yeah and like I saw him on after sun I had to turn it off because I couldn't watch him <laughs> but he was you know they were showing him a lie and he was just like licking his lips like <laughs> oh yeah well uh, and he was still trying to talk his way out of it by going yeah when you're in the villa everything is like a bubble and you don't really like shut up like he's a politician he's like a politician he just refuses so michael is definitely up there but i did not like anton anton was just a boy anton was a tiny tiny 10 year old boy who (laughs) like just couldn't who was like laddie like would always put the lads ahead of any woman because he doesn't like women he hates women and instead would just like to drink beers with the guys and then basically do just anything. And also, are we meant to think it's really funny to think that you gave your number to the oh woman in the shop? Because why? Why is it funny? Because she's not like uh, wearing a bikini and it's all glammed up. So it's funny. You can just make a joke. Oh, haha, then I gave her my number. And what's she going to do? Just sit there and be like, oh, so should I message him? Or, uh, oh, you have a girlfriend. Oh, okay. Are we thinking about that woman? Or was she just like a bit of a joke for him? Nah, nah. <laughs> I, hate, hate. <laughs> I love that. So I love that in the notes you've put. I think Anton's a villa. I don't know. It's a bit difficult. <laughs> You're like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. 
I really don't. But also, remember the guy who said, um, oh, God, I don't remember who he was, but it was awful, the guy who said, uh, after they'd done the rating of the kisses, was it Amber he then wanted to go with? And then he had, anyways, before he kissed someone, he said, rate this. Oh, God, that, yes. Tom It was so horrible. Yeah. It's the yeah. worst thing I've ever heard. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. Like, some of these men have been... Oh, and who was the one who told Amber that he wanted to, like, tame her? Oh, God. I think... Was that Michael, maybe? I don't no, know. No, no, it was one of the new guys who, like, tried to... Oh, was it um, Marvin? Oh, was it, uh, Chris? I think it was Chris who tried to get with her. I think it was Chris who was like, yeah, you, you have, like, a, a, a soft side, or you have, like, a wild side. He was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what are you doing he was like trying to be all like oh i bet i could turn you around she's like why are you trying to turn me around i'm fine loved it i think (laughs) um, i think in previous series there have been there have been a couple of series where i've felt the boys were stronger than the girls but this series i definitely think is all about the women absolutely and i hope that's also a sign of you know times changing because i remember trying to watch one of the first seasons because this season, the last season had ended and I was desperate and sad. <laughs> I just could not watch it because it was so laddie. Yeah. It was so hyper, you know, not yeah. hyper feminine in the, in the good way, but just like there was no community between the girls. It was all about the boys. You know, all the women were in competition with each other. All the men were like talking really grossly about the women. And I was like, no. So I do think there's been like a change of, do you think that change is due to the producers or do you think it's due to society? Oh, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's one of the reasons I watch Love Island is because mm-hmm. I am just not at all in the circuit where these people are, you know? Like, I, I would never run into them anywhere, you know? Like, <laughs> none of my friends would be in the friend group with them. Yeah. This is a whole other universe for me. So I think, so I don't actually know, like if I did go to whatever nightclub they all hang out in, in whatever Newcastle or whatever, I don't know if they are just all like that. If it's like, if it represents, you know, all Um, people who are in that group or if they've just chosen like the best ones. (laughs) As someone who spent her uh, teens in nightclubs in Newcastle, I mean, it represents a lot of them. That's um, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I think I think one of the interesting things is about watching the show post Me Too and pre Me Too. So mm-hmm. um, when you look at the early series, they were all pre Me Too, and they are, as you say, very laddie. The women are hyper feminized, and there is kind of it, there's no there is no female kind of bonding. And then when you look at the last two or three series you actually really see a very different, and I don't know if it's different women or a different representation of women, but I think, I hope what it shows is that at the very least, the way we depict women on ITV2 reality TV shows is changing. I hope so. And I th- and even just watching it will change something in the culture. You know, like I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'd like to think that I'm one of the least... Uh, <laughs> whatever likely people to be in any way affected by it I've been in therapy for like 15 years I should be all finished now but still it makes me reconsider how I look at men and women in the world and love and 
so I think definitely younger people watching that will see how cool it is to have female friends. <laughs> I hope so. And then they hear me on the podcast say it's cool to have female friends, and then they're gonna think, oh no, it's not cool anymore. You ruined it. No, you are the coolest. <laughs> um, oh my Islanders, it's time to pack your bags and leave tonight because we've come to the end of this week's and the series show. Thank you so much for sticking with us through the ridiculousness that was Curtis, Michael, Jordan, Danny, all of them. Uh, we all and Tom. And Tom. We all made it to the final and we are all winners. Just don't come after me for the 50k. I'm keeping it for my um, Sophie, thank you so much for being our final guest on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. I could talk literally for hours about this. <laughs> if people want to chat Love Island with you or come to your show, where can they find you on social? Uh, if they want to chat Love Island with me, they can um, keep dreaming. Uh, <laughs> I save that for very special people. Thanks, <laughs> uh, But they're very welcome to come to my show. Uh, I am doing my new show, The Bum Swing, in, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival at the moment, this, this month, starting on Wednesday. And then I'm taking it on tour of the UK. And I'll also be in Sweden and Denmark. And uh, yeah, I have an, uh, two podcasts. I have a podcast called Made of Human. And then I have a podcast called Secret Dinosaur Cult, which is about daddy issues and trauma and queer things. And it's very strange. And, uh, oh, yeah, I wrote a book as well called Happy Fat. And I'm Sophie Hagen, S-O-F-I-E-H-A-G-E-N on again, all social media. Happy Fat, better. Happy Fat More. It's brilliant. Oh, um, so if I've recovered, I will be back in the winter for what I thought was going to be Love Island on skis. I was very excited that Christmas Love Island was going to be Love Island on skis. But no, they're doing it in Cape Town. It's not going to be as good. Um, but hopefully I'll see you then. And in the meantime, a little shout out to the producers of the show for this little shout out to the podcast. Boys, today you will all become undercover lovers. Each of you must complete an individual undercover assignment involving the girls. I'll totally now be your half-girlfriend. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.